Hi there, this is Taylor checking in with some conservation news from the past couple weeks for Pelicanus and intentional ecology. Working in the environmental field is an experience of some very high highs and some low lows. As always, there are horrendous environmental stories that deserve our attention, action, and mobilization, but it is our opinion that you can find those headlines in many places. But there are also empowering and inspiring stories that demonstrate major conservation successes from around the globe, achieved by real people who have grouped together to create a better planet. We've been collecting these stories and messages every week for years, and I'm still surprised at how resilient and creative both nature and humans are when facing big challenges. Hi everyone, we've got a handful of headlines for today's Pelicanus News. I've categorized them into rewilding and drawdown. These stories are truly incredible and also reminders to me that conservation can actually work. In this first category of rewilding, this first article is coming from thenation.sc. Uh, the Seychelles magpie robin becomes the world's first digital species. Now this is super interesting. I'm really curious to see how this comes together. Uh, Nature Seychelles, supported by its international partners, the International Union for Conservation of Nature, IUCN, and the Perini Foundation, have launched the world's first digital species, the Seychelles magpie robin, which is being offered for sale as the first ever digital nature collectible, a non-fungible token for conservation. The Seychelles magpie robin will take us into the uncharted waters of digital tokens for conservation with a limited edition of the first 59 collectibles, representing a digital twin of this endangered living bird. As traditional sources of funding have dried up, we need innovative ways to support long-term programs that are the backbone of successful conservation. This is just the beginning of experiments to find new income streams for conservation, said Dr. Nirmal Shah. Chief Executive of Nature Seychelles. Each token will be a representation of a living bird currently protected on Cousin Island Special Reserve, Seychelles, which are all known and can be identified through a unique system that also includes every aspect of their bi biology, Dr. Shaw said. Thanks to the collaboration with Nature Seychelles, this pioneering use of digital and financial technology can pre be promoted through a new green list exchange where new ideas and success stories on innovative funding mechanisms can be shared. We will further explore how other greenlist protected areas and their supporters can secure new and additional resources. One idea now is to create a digital species of nature collectibles from protected areas around the world and encourage new digital supporters and investors to join conservation efforts, said James Hardcastle of the IUCN. Very interested in that. Um, also looking to see how much of a um, investment technology it can be. Alright, the second one is coming from globaltimes.cn. Um, following pandas, Tibetan antelopes are off the endangered species list in China as population surpasses 300,000. The Chinese government has recently ticked Tibetan antelopes off the endangered species list as the species population surpassed 300,000 across the country in 2021, China's central television uh, reported. Following giant pandas, this is the second wild animal in China to be downgraded from endangered species in 2021, showing the progress of decades of nationwide conservation and crackdowns on poaching. Statistics from the National Forestry and Grassland Administration 
show that the number of Tibetan antelopes living on the Qinghai-Tibet Plateau has grown from around 70,000 to 300,000 over the past 30 years, CCTV has reported. This impressive reproduction rate has freed these animals from their endangered status, allowing them to enter China's near-threatened list. The national park where they're found is a natural habitat covering some 123,000 square kilometers on the plateau in northwest China's Xinhai province. A string of animals, including brown bears, wolves, vultures, eagles, and even sparrows, feed on them. Yet due to the immense economic value of Tibetan antelopes, this, the situation was dire just decades ago as poachers ran rampant, killing off the animals. Last one in the rewilding category. This one's coming from theguardian.com. African wild dogs returned to southern Malawi for the first time in 20 years. In an absolute win for the endangered species, 14 dogs were transported by road and air to a safe space in a country they have not populated in large numbers for decades. The feeling is absolutely surreal and so emotional, says Cole Deplessis, coordinator of the Wild Dog Range Expansion Project, who oversaw the successful translocation of the 14 African wild dogs from South Africa and Mozambique to Malawi's Luande National Park and Mahiete, uh, wildlife Reserve. I apologize if I'm butchering those uh, terms. Uh, when we flew into Luande on the final leg of the journey and I saw all the vehicles waiting, I'll admit I got a bit teary. It's such an incredible feeling to finally have the dogs here safely. As well as helping repopulate both parks, establishing a viable population is part of an international effort to conserve the African wild dog, Lycaon pictus, meaning painted wolf, in the wild. Only an estimated 6,600 individuals are believed to be left on the continent. Wild dogs are the second most endangered carnivore in Africa after the Ethiopian wolf and the most endangered in South Africa, says Duplessis. We only have about 700 breeding pairs left in the whole of Africa. By increasing their safe space, we can increase pack numbers, population numbers, and biodiversity. If we don't intervene, the species will become extinct. Although there have been a few sightings in Malawi of, mo of wild dogs, and some are known to divide their time between Malawi's Kasungu National Park and Zambia, Duplessis says there have been no stable established packs of wild dogs in Malawi for more than 20 years, possibly since the early 80s. Last category here in Drawdown. Uh, the first article is coming from the NewYorkTimes.com. The Senate passes $3.5 trillion budget plan funding climate programs. The Senate has enacted a sweeping expansion of the nation's social safety net, approving a $3.5 trillion budget blueprint along party lines that would allow Democrats to fund climate change, healthcare, and education measure measures while increasing taxes on wealthy people and corporations. After an unusual bipartisan approval of a $1 trillion infrastructure package a day earlier, the vote over unanimous Republican opposition allows Senate Democrats to create an expansion package that will carry the remainder of President Biden's $4 trillion economic agenda. The Senate adopted the measure 50 to 49 with one lawmaker absent. That is a lot of money going to a lot of really good projects. And lastly, from MSN.com, um, this one I'm having a hard time getting my head around actually. President Biden calls for half of new cars to be electric or plug-in hybrids by 2030. <laughs> 
President Biden has unveiled a far-reaching, multi-pronged plan to make U.S. cars and light trucks more fuel-efficient and begin a shift to electric vehicles over the coming decade. The move marks one of the administration's most consequential pushes to, so far to climate change, to combat climate change and tackle the nation's biggest source of greenhouse gas emissions. The suite of new goals and mandates, forged after months of talks with car manufacturers, auto workers, and environmental groups, is meant to transform the kind of vehicles Americans drive and to reduce the country's reliance on fossil fuels. Today, labor and industry, state and local leaders are all working together to write the next chapter in the American story, Biden said on the White House South Lawn. The president signed an executive order calling for half of new passenger car sales to be of electric vehicles powered by batteries and fuel cells or plug-in electric hybrids by the end of the decade. It's a long road ahead because electric cars made up only 3.8% of sales in June, though that's up from 1.5% a year ago, according to the Alliance for Automotive Innovation. I hope these stories bring some optimism and lightness to your month, and I look forward to sharing more in the future.